Well, good day, everybody. Pastor Tim Carson, Cat Neal, Christian Center Street, are doing our daily podcast. We are fighting the fight in this world, and we want to see God's victory come, but we must not be divided. I'm going to answer this question today. Is God's house divided? And if so, what's the root of that division? Because we need to come together to see victory. All right, let's press in. Well, welcome. Thanks for joining us today. I hope you're having a good Wednesday, I should say. It's Wednesday here, November the 2nd, and I pray it's a good day for you. Uh, We're in the year 2022. We're moving forward. We're in the eighth month on the biblical calendar, New Beginnings. Don't forget our words. We keep laying those foundations for what's going to happen prophetically, believing that God is going to give us some momentum, as I shared yesterday. And in that momentum is going to be a shift. Small victories are going to lead to one great victory. As I shared the dream Monday that I had about the coming storm, the, the beautiful part of the dream was at the end, the storm ended and we came into a place of peace. And I, I was sharing with my men yesterday morning in prayer uh, that that's the first time in probably two plus years God has shown me the end of this thing. Or you know, I never is going to know, never totally end, but it's going to end for a season, and we're going to begin to have some peace. I again, I think we got another year of of intense warfare at least, and then we'll see what God has after that. But I have hope. Uh, I've always had hope, but now I got a new rejuvenated hope that God does want to calm these seas and bring us into a place. Just like when Noah came off the mountain after the storm, the the rain, the flood, so that he could settle and begin to reproduce and grow the earth the way God wants to grow it. That's what I saw in my dream. So I'm excited about that. Now, I'm going to do a very unusual podcast today. You know me. I don't do very many things that are controversial. (laughs) It gets myself in trouble, and I probably shouldn't do some of the things I'm going to do today uh, as far as natural logic would tell you, but I feel like it's important because of the battle at hand for our nations, our nation. You know, in America, we're right in the middle of our elections. I know Israel had theirs yesterday. Um, These are critical for America, the turning of the tide. Uh, We have a chance to bring transformation uh, by letting these uh, overreach leaders, we call them overreach leaders because they're doing way beyond what they're called to do, that we're not happy with their decisions. And as a people, we're, we're declaring through our votes, we want justice and we want righteousness to prevail. Uh, it's not that we want one party over another party politically. We want Judeo-Christian values 
moral values to rule our government. When the righteous rule, the people rejoice, and that's our heart's cry. And I'm going to delve into this because one of the problems we have in the church of Jesus Christ, the ecclesia, is we are divided when it comes to these issues. And I've said it before many times, the father has to be like overwhelmed when he hears his body pray opposite of each other. And the only way that that can happen is if somebody in the body is not listening to the Holy Spirit. I mean, I I agree probably two people could be praying two wrong things, but when you're at total opposite ends of the spectrum, there's something going on and we don't want to do that. We want to walk by the spirit, just like it says in Romans eight, that we walk by the spirit. So we don't give them the lust of flesh, right? Well, if we walk by the spirit, we won't fall trapped to that. And we'll pray according to what the father's praying. And I think if we could improve our intercession, that's the greatest way to improve it is to pray what he's praying. What's on his heart. He already knows what we have need of. He tells us that uh, clearly in Matthew six. And he lets us know that even before we pray the Lord's prayer, he tells us in Luke that he knows what we have need of. And I think sometimes we try to convince God what we have need of. And when we're talking about our nations and our cities or whatever, we, we, this is what we need. We need this election, elected official. We need this one. And when the body of Christ is so vile to one another and partisanship that we're seeing in the world, as you see it in your nations, we see it in America, I believe, and I've said it many times, it is the nation's a reflection or a mirror of the church. And so I'm going to play some evidence here of that division. Now, when the Pharisees were challenging Jesus about, you know, casting out the demons and so forth, Jesus in the 12th chapter of Matthew makes a statement. And he says, knowing their thoughts, Jesus said to them, and the king, any kingdom divided against itself is laid waste, and any city or house divided against itself will not stand. Well, we're a house. We're a house of faith. And when we're not standing together, we will, we will fall, and we will fail. And so um, we have an election in the state of Georgia in America here, and there's a brother in the Lord. His name's Herschel Walker, former professional football player here in America, running for U.S. Senate against a a a sitting senator who filled a position that somebody else stepped down from, uh, who's a quotes to be a pastor who supports abortion is open to homosexuality, uh, basically ignores biblical moral values. And then we have our uh, brother Herschel Walker claims to be a born again believer. We've heard his testimony. I know people who talk to him personally have worked with him, prayed with him, a good man really cares about America, cares about our nation. Well, he's a black man, African-American, and, and so is the other candidate, Warnock. He's an African-American as well. So it's, it's an ethnic issue. Uh, I mean, it's not an ethnic issue. It's because they're both African-American. They're both what we call black, however you want to say it. And so Herschel uh, is doing well. He was way behind the polls cotton up this this pastor warnock has defiled the scripture so many times and we've 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 played them on our our live streams we well, this guy is not declaring the word of the lord 
and it's, and it's a divided house here now. So we have the church in Georgia speaking out against our friend Herschel Walker, a believer in the Lord. Now, the Bible says if you have odds with somebody, you go to them. And this is the wrong approach biblically of how they're attacking him. So this is a pastor in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm going to play a two-minute clip here. We played on our live stream. I want you to hear it, those who didn't get to hear it. And I want you to listen to this, and, 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 and we'll talk about it and what it, mean, what it means for the spirit realm. And then we're going to use it as, a, te- as, a, as a, a learning moment on how the body of Christ must come together and we can't be divided. So listen in, and then we'll, we'll she- share the revelation on the backside. Ladies and gentlemen, when the Republican Party of Georgia moved Herschel Walker from Texas to Georgia so that he could run for Senate, it's because change was taking too fast in the post-antebellum South. The state had been flipped blue, and there are some principalities that were not prepared for a black man and a Jewish man to go to Senate at the exact same time. So they figured that they would delude us by picking somebody who they thought would in fact represent us better with a football than with a degree in philosophy. They thought we were so slow, that we were so stupid, that we would elect the lowest caricature of a stereotypical broken black man as opposed to somebody who is educated and erudite and focused. Y'all ain't ready for me today. Since Herschel Walker was 16 years old, white men been telling him what to do telling him what school to go to, where to live, where to eat, where to buy a house, where to run, where to sit down, where to sleep, where to pay for abortions, where to buy a gun. And they, you think they not gonna tell him how to vote? In 2022, we don't need a walker, we need a runner. We need somebody who gonna run and tell the truth about January 6th. We need somebody who gonna run and push for the cancellation of student loan debts. We need somebody who gonna run and make the former president respond to a subpoena. We don't need a walker, we need somebody who will be steadfast unmovable, always abounding, knowing that your labor is not in vain. Georgia, I need you to know the slave Negroes y'all are used to don't live here no more. We can think for ourselves, function for ourselves, and vote for ourselves. Why? Because we don't need a walker. Now, I, in all my life, have never heard a pastor like that attack another brother in the Lord publicly like that. Now you can argue about the political end, but that's a brother in Christ. And to go public that way, and I'm not here to tell you who that pastor was. That's not important. The picture is we can't be dividing ourselves this way. I think of what uh, the scripture says in Amos chapter three, it says, Verse three, it says, do two men walk together unless they have made an appointment or an agreement? In other words, how can we walk together as brothers in Christ unless we come into agreement? My question to ask that pastor was, when you attack our brother this way, did you go have a conversation with him? Did you find out all the things you accused him of is actually true? 
are those just the stereotypical things that you have said and you've promoted? Now, the he, he's a policy-driven pastor. You know, he's talking about the left-wing policies, wants free money for school, you know, wants all the different things, doesn't like President Trump, on and on it goes. And he uses this, and he quotes Scripture and, and declares this. And I, I was grieved when I heard this. And in the video, you'll see the people jumping up and down, dancing and shouting. And, and as I was watching it, the Lord spoke to me and he said that there were many in that audience that were grieved by what that pastor did. And the Lord said, I heard their grieving and I heard their tears. And my heart is here not to just expose this and, and not to come against the African-American church because there's white churches doing the same thing. But to say this, as it says in Psalms 127, it says, unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain to build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchmen keep awake in vain. So what we have here is a, a, a need for the body of Christ to let, let God build a church. Let him build what we're doing in this hour. And, you know, if we have a disagreement with our brother, let's go to them. Let's talk to them. Let's find out. And, and my, my, my podcast today is, if this is happening, this is a microcosm of what we're seeing around the world. When I said the government is a manifestation of the church, there's a perfect example of it. The partisanship, uh, the hating on one side and saying you're right and they're all wrong. That's what our governments do around the world. And when you have the church espousing that. Now, maybe some churches don't do it in that vile, aggressive way, they, but they do it in a subtle, passive-aggressive way. It's still the same. And I, I, this challenged me. Lord, have I ever said anything like that where I, didn't, where I judged somebody and didn't really know what they believed? And so I've done some repentance. And then the Lord gave me Psalms chapter 9, verse 19. It says, Arise, O Lord, and do not let man prevail. Let the nations be judged before you. Put them in the fear of the Lord. Let the nations know that they are but men. And I think when this men start attacking one another in the church, especially a house divided against itself, it cannot stand. And so my grieving right now is that this is going on all around the world. And we're seeing this in the body of Christ where we're divided over political issues. This political spirit has married a religious spirit. And in, sin, in a sense, it's dividing us all. And we need to see it broken. So I'm asking you, this is kind of an intercessory podcast. I'm asking you to come in agreement with me in prayer. One, we repent for such actions by a minister, but we also challenge our own hearts. Have we done the same? Have we made these judgments? And I, I'm, I'm in a place of brokenness too. So Father, as I, I record this podcast today, Lord, I don't want to bring any judgment on this minister or anybody else, but I do want to challenge my own heart. Forgive me, Lord for judging a person, a candidate, uh, somebody in the world that's leading and not really knowing what they feel and what they think. Lord, let us have discernment of the Holy Spirit. Lord, unless you build this house, we, we labor in vain. And we want your house built strong in this hour. Lord, forgive us and now give us wisdom and insight on how to walk out and become one in Messiah during this hour. I pray that now in Yeshua's name. Amen. Amen. I can come back tomorrow. Well, thanks for listening and each and every day here on our podcast. Thank you. Whatever one you found us on, whatever platform you found. Thank you again. I always remind you, 
Uh, you can find everything we're doing on our app. It's a very important resource for you. We list all our events. We put key sermons up there. Uh, we have our Bible reading plan there. You can give there. We have uh, many media things that there for you to watch should you want to grow in what the Lord is speaking in this hour. So make sure you go there if you want to sow. Thanks for doing that. All right, come back tomorrow. We'll see what the Lord's saying.